the NFL season is here, and we'll be talking to Travis Kelsey later in the show. It's Thursday, September 7th. I'm senior writer Owen Poindexter, and this is Front Office Sports Today. The 2023 NFL regular season begins tonight at 8.20 Eastern when the Detroit Lions take on the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Here to dive into some of the biggest stories in the league right now are newsletter co-authors David Rumsey and Eric Fisher. Welcome, both of you. Hello. Hey, thanks, Owen. Hey, great to have you both on. So, Eric, you've been looking at this Chiefs team and their star, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Turns out they're pretty good. Yes, defending champions and uh, by right of uh, being the defending champions gets that uh, season opening game. They'll be playing against the Detroit Lions. And, and in a lot of respects, they're a model franchise. They, you know, have an incredible local fan support, you know, always right up again uh, with the league leaders and local TV ratings, attendance, merchandise, sales, you name it. And now we've got a situation with uh, Patrick Mahomes, still just 27 years old, a two-time league champion, two-time MVP, and really is very steadily amassing one of the great portfolios, sports port investment portfolios of any major U.S. athlete, uh, certainly in team sports. You know, he's got stakes in multiple teams. He's got a uh, growing Whataburger uh, restaurant empire, a uh, number of uh, athlete performance companies. The list goes on and on. It's it's really a very interesting story. Yeah, I almost feel like we, we kind of take this Chiefs team for granted at this point because Mahomes has been around a little while. He's already got a couple rings. It, it feels like he should be 37 and not 27, but, uh, but that's where we're at. Yeah, and you make a good point with, with his portfolio. I mean, I feel like he's got people like LeBron and Tom Brady to look at and say, you know, why wait until I'm 37 or, you know, whatever, 32 right. to start building that portfolio? The, the path is already laid out for me. I can start doing it now. And he's been very smart about surrounding himself with good people, good advisors. His wife is involved in a number of these investments as well. And so he's been very judicious about creating an inner circle that has been leading him to some good outcomes. Helps too when your first contract extension is $500 million and people say that you're still on the trade, <laughs> yes. right? He's got, some, he's got some change to play with, no doubt. Yeah, right. Right. I mean, I guess that's the other factor. It's not just that we've you know got this model of the athlete investor that he can now follow. He also has, you know, one of the biggest contracts in sports history to to work with as well. So yeah, doesn't hurt. Um, David, you've been looking at the Chiefs opponent, the Lions. So uh, there used to be a team where you could just kind of pencil them in at the bottom of the standings and say, you know, see you next year. Uh, that narrative's changing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I used to think about the Lions, it's like, all right, I'll have to watch their game on Thanksgiving because that's the only game on usually the first game on Thanksgiving before the Cowboys come on, right? But no, this year, I mean, they've sold out season tickets for the first time since they've moved in to Ford Field uh, decades ago. And it's kind of turning into a huge financial success for the Lions. And and they're really turning into some NFL media darlings. Nine and eight last year, they were in that final last game of the season on Sunday Night Football. They beat the Packers, didn't end up making the playoffs, but they were still kind of there energizing the fan base. And this year they're going to be um, in in these windows of national spotlight games five times. I mean, that's usually what you see for the Cowboys, for the Patriots. So a lot of hype for the Lions. I won't speak to whether they'll live up to it or not, but it's evidence here they're playing the Super Bowl champions on opening night. 
Yeah. And is there anything else behind that other than, hey, they're finally good again? You know, we have something to cheer for after who knows how many years at this point. Yeah, I point to their coach, Dan Campbell. I mean, when he got hired and he gave that vicious speech about being a lion and gnawing people's kneecaps off, people just kind of wrote him off as a joke. And I mean, you never know with NFL coaches, the, the cycle goes so fast these days, but he he's animated and they're getting better. So I mean, the trend is up, right? If it keeps going to double digit wins this year, I think the the ceiling can get even higher for them. Yeah, that'll be a fun narrative to watch, you know, among many as the season goes on. And Eric, you've been kind of checking in on the NFL's um, relationship to the betting industry, which is largely a friendly one, but but not uh, not uncomplicated either. No, not uncomplicated at all. We've got some new numbers that there is a projection that 73 and a half million American adults are going to bet on uh, NFL games this year. That number is up by half just from last year. And it's, you know, we've been following these numbers. Uh, The American Gaming Association puts them out every year right before the start of the season. And it's been a steadily uh, march upward. You know, not surprising given the, you know, we're five years into, you know, state by state legalization across the country. Uh, but we've got this sort of step function uh, jump this year. Uh, you know, is, we've sort of hit a critical mass here that it's really become accepted so much so that we've had 10 player suspensions this year for uh, violating uh, gambling rules of various sorts here. Uh, so there is definitely, um, there's a lot of business being transacted. The league has a lot of partnerships, data sponsorship. Uh, there's even now an NFL themed slot machine. Um, so there's, a, there's, there's a lot of business happening around this. Uh, but as gambling becomes much more a pervasive part of our culture, that is trickling to players and staff and so forth. And it's going to become and it has become something that the league really has to monitor carefully. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the first person to point this out, but it, it is, you know, it, it, it kind of feels like the, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing sometimes when the league is, you know, it's all in on gambling. And I don't know what percent of Americans who are legally allowed to gamble on the NFL, um, is, you know, would fit into that 73 million number, but it's a very high percent. Yeah, and at the same time, it's like, you know, players, you know, gambling completely off limits, you know, walk right past the sports book in your own stadium doing, you know, it's it's very, um, um, you know, I, I'd say the league, I'm sure, would say they have a consistent policy here, but it is still jarring to see the suspensions and, you know, gambling sponsorships everywhere. You and look. that's the rub that's been brought up. You got coaches like Sean Payton that have been bringing this up that, you know, where is the logical consistency of somebody like a Bob Kraft or Jerry Jones literally investing in DraftKings and then an NFL player while they're, you know, sitting in a in an ice tub, you know, trying to do therapy or something can't just kill time by placing a bet on a baseball game. That's the, that's exactly the kind of juxtaposition that an increasing number of folks within the league are struggling with. All right. Well, season begins tonight, Eric, David, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Up next, David Rumsey, who you just heard a moment ago, interviewed Chief Superstar tight end Travis Kelsey. They had a great conversation about a lot of topics, including if Kelsey sees himself one day owning a stake in an NFL team. One quick note, David and Travis recorded this conversation shortly before the injury news on Kelsey came out, so that won't be part of this conversation, but plenty more will be, and that's coming up right after this.
All right. We are here with Travis Kelsey, two-time Super Bowl winning tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis, how are you doing? I'm um, ready to rock and roll, man. We're a week out from uh, football starting all over again and um, getting another chance to get after a ring, man. So I'm, uh, I'm excited, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious how the offseason was because the Chiefs have some experience trying to defend a Super Bowl title. So has there been anything different going on in the organization, players, coaches, front office, or even ownership in trying to defend this Super Bowl title? Um, I mean, every single year you've got to kind of remake the team, re- kind of remold the team. Uh, and and there's going to be learning uh, curves as you go along the way. You know, there's going to be learning things that you got to just kind of build as a team and come together as a team, fight through some adversity together. Um, so it's, it's, it's always a new team every single year, no matter how many times you or how many guys you have rolling over from the previous season. Um, so that's where we're at right now. Excited to go out there and, uh, kind of use live ammo here, man. Uh, get to get to have the bullets flying and, uh, and play some real football. Yeah, absolutely. And winning Super Bowls brings a lot of success. And with success comes some opportunities. One of those off-field opportunities that uh, you've taken up is a, a new role with DirecTV. You're starring in a new DirecTV commercial. Can you tell us about what's going on oh, there? Yeah. yeah, I teamed up with DirecTV as their uh, direct uh, DirecTV spokesperson. Um, DirecTV Sports Central is uh, bringing you live NFL games, um, whether it's on TV, a streaming app. Um, they also got personalized content on there as well. And it's just um, – it's been fun because as football's starting up, they just have the ultimate football package for any – all the football lovers out there, um, it's, the, it's the way to go. Yeah, plenty of people have probably seen you on their TVs or social media feeds already uh, yelling at the screen about some football fans. Um, and I'm curious, <laughs> if you're not playing football on a Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever day it is, do you have a favorite NFL announcing team on broadcasts? Oh, man, I don't like to get into politics, man. I, I love them all, man. <laughs> um I'll say this. I've been very fortunate to have a lot of talks with Jim Nance and, uh, yeah. and Romo. Um, obviously, they're studs. I'm, and, I mean, the list just goes on. Joe Buck and Aikman are, are a pair that I love hanging out with. And then, obviously, who called the Super Bowl last year. Greg Olson is one of my – I call him dad. He's like, my, he's like my dad I never had, man. He's one of the coolest guys, one of the best guys I know. And he's, uh, he's absolutely killing it in the uh, broadcast game. Of course, a tight end in the broadcast booth, which maybe we'll get oh, yeah. to here in a second. But uh, I wanted to dive into Netflix followed your quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, for their recent docuseries. And your brother, Jason, has his own documentary coming out on Amazon. First of all, when is your docuseries coming? <laughs> um, I don't have one. Uh, maybe that's something I'll do down the line or down the road. But it's uh, I think it's very... Uh, it's it's just a, you have to allow everybody to get into your personal life, and I, I commend Pat for the way he handled it. And um, you would have never noticed uh, being in the building with Pat that that was going on. You know, every single day was the same day. He wasn't acting a certain way because he knew the cameras were on. He was just genuinely himself through it all. And I thought it was awesome how it showed his personal life with his wife Brittany and uh, and their baby girl Sterling. It was just a it's an awesome awesome watch, and uh, I think it I think it's going to do wonders for who he is and who his family is as, as people off the field. Um, and the same with my brother, man, my brother's uh, kind of dove into uh, doing a docu-series and uh, it was, it was awesome to kind of, I don't know, just be a fly on the wall for the past four or five years or really his entire career. Um, and it's going to be cool to see people see, like, 
genuinely see my brother from a different light and uh, maybe some of the struggles and, and things he's gone through uh, over the past year. Yeah, absolutely. So to follow up on that comment about Mahomes and the cameras, were those Netflix cameras, NFL cameras, uh, a distraction at all last season or did, or did you really not notice them? I'm, I didn't even notice them. I, I, I remember him kind of mentioning that he was going to be doing stuff like that throughout the season. Um, but it's, uh, like I said, it would, you would have never noticed being in the building. That's for sure. But in general, you've been in the league for a long time. Have you noticed, or how have you noticed players becoming more open with doing things like that, allowing a lot more media access? Yeah. I mean, I think it's awesome that the league is opening up to, to guys being able to do this. You know, we all wear face masks out there on the football field. Mm -hmm. So being able to get out from under the face mask, out from under all the pads, and uh, and and show people who we are as 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 humans. Um, I think that's uh, it's only going to make the game that much more interesting and that much better. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you mentioned Greg Olson, a fellow tight end. Um, oh yeah. Why don't you go ahead and pitch me on a Netflix series about tight end? You, your uh, camp that wrapped up this <laughs> third third summer. This oh year. man. Yeah. No, I I don't know if we could throw that on on a docu series. Man, there's a lot of <laughs> drinking going on. So I don't know. It'd be a. It, I don't know what network would pick that one up, but it's. A, I'll tell you what. It'd be an entertaining. It'd be an entertaining three days if we got some cameras to follow us. Um, yeah, George Kittle and, and Greg when we when they started it and asked me to be along or, or be a part of it. It was. Um, it was a no brainer for me, and um, <clears throat> you know, just the uh, the reoccurring uh, every single year, guys showing up and wanting to be a part of it. Past few years, we've had close to eighty guys. Uh, meet up in Nashville and uh, up at Vanderbilt and get after it and just really just bounce ideas off of each other. And everybody's there with uh, with open ears and a, and, a, and a pen and paper to try to, you know, really trying to get better at their game. So it's been awesome. And uh, yeah, who knows? We got a lot of personality, so we might have to, might have to really uh, dive in with that one. All right. So TBD on the tight end U docuseries coming. Exactly. But tight ends in general, I feel like are at an interesting moment in the NFL, along with some other positions like running backs, kind of trying to figure out what's the value of those positions. Running backs want to get paid more. Some tight ends have wanted to get paid like receivers as kind of the torchbearer for tight ends in the league. You know, where do you see that kind of evolving with positional value? Yeah, I think it's it has to change into um, just your production. You know, what what does your production look like, um, regardless of what position you play, because um, nowadays, the offense will have a guy um, like myself, really, that'll that'll play multiple positions in, in within this offense. You know, I'll be lined up as a receiver, I'll be lined up as a fullback, I'll be lined up as a tight end. Um, so it's like, you know, you could be basing my payoff of you know the position that I'm listed at, but I really do a lot more uh, in the in the game or in the scheme of things. Um, so I think it needs to kind of like transition into the production of things. And, uh, and, you know, until, until that happens, it's, uh, we're going to see kind of the horror stories of what's going on with the, uh, the running backs and everybody holding out. Yeah, absolutely. And another big storyline, this NFL off season was a couple players getting suspended for betting on games, not on your team, the chiefs, but I'm curious, was there any talk amongst your teammates kind of when that news came down about players betting and even betting on NFL games? I mean, I just don't get it. Uh, every single year they tell you what you can and can't bet on mm -hmm. and where you can bet. So the, the rules are as clear as day for, for somebody like me who really doesn't – I don't sports bet at all just because okay. of, you know, Charlie Hustle and 
Pete Rose and all those things that happened with that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm terrified of even going down that road and letting it get to a certain point. So I, I just stay away from it. Who knows? Maybe I'll get into it later uh, once I'm done playing. But um, for right now, I just stay away from it. Yeah, it could be a, a good sound scenario there. Travis, off the field, uh, a couple years ago, you were interested in potentially getting in on a team ownership um, group with Alex Rodriguez and the New York oh, Mets. Yeah. That didn't end up working out. Uh, have you had any yeah. other conversations like that? Or is that something you would like to get into again at some point in your career or life? There's it's so fun hearing the opportunities that come across the the desk right now. It's um there's a lot of interesting um both sports teams, uh just businesses um that uh that are extremely interesting uh both on paper and uh into the year. So it's there's a lot it, there's a lot brewing. Um and it's uh I got an unbelievable team uh both on the field and off the field to be able to help me with all these decisions and uh, really make the best financial decision possible because that's what it really is. It's all about when you're doing stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I was very fortunate that uh, Alex and at the time JLo were uh, were open to to letting me be a part of that. And um, sure enough, moving forward, uh, who knows what the uh, what the future holds? Yeah, absolutely. And another off field activity that's been really successful for you is your podcast with your brother Jason. Uh, sure people have listened to it but what has been the most challenging part of being a podcaster and a full-time nfl player man just keep coming up with content you know keep Mm -hmm. finding new ways to keep people engaged um and it's really easy when you have a superstar brother that can tell a story like no other man um you kind of just tee him up let him uh let him go on his rants and uh and just sit back and laugh but um, that's probably the, the hardest part is to continually week in, week out, come with uh, interesting content and things that people can take away from uh, from what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Travis, a couple quick hitters for you before we let you out of here. Yeah. You and Mahomes had some success in the match golf series this summer. Who do you want to oh, see yeah. challenge you and Pat next uh, in the in a round of golf? Man, I don't know. I don't know. There's no other duos. I mean, the, the Splash Brothers – Steph and Clay, they were like the <laughs> the top of the the duo market right there, man. So I don't know if there's any other uh, up and coming tag teams that uh, that play some golf, man. Well, I'd love to, I'd love to, you know, take them on in any in any golf golf event. But uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, you know, the match is open to letting me and Pad be a part of it again somehow next off season. Um, I know I don't I don't touch the clubs until the, until football season's over with. So. Uh, hopefully my game will get better by then anyways. Okay, maybe a rematch with Steph if he's up for it. Um, you're going to play in Germany this season. The Chiefs are going to be playing over there for a regular season game. What are you most excited about playing football in Germany? I mean, it's just just, just the experience. You know, I, I remember we went to London back in, I think, 2015 or 16. Um, it might have even been before that. It might have been 14. But either way, it was um, – it's – it's such a unique experience going over there because it's it's almost like an all star game. Everybody's wearing their favorite team's jersey uh, in the crowd, yeah. and they're they're cheering. They're really cheering for any like good uh, good play, a good football play, in general. So it's just it's it's so unique, and I can't wait to you know see all the Chiefs fans out in Germany. I heard there's a there's there's quite the following. So um, yeah, Germany, get ready, baby. We're, we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, lucky fans in Germany. Brady last year, Mahomes this year. It should be good. Last one for you. As I mentioned, success brings a lot of opportunities. You got to host SNL earlier this year. What's next on your oh, wish yeah. list? 
Man, uh, to win a Super Bowl and host SNL again. Because that was <laughs> okay. so freaking fun, man. I had such a blast doing that. But, um, yeah, who knows what doors open. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep jumping in them as the, as the opportunities come, though. Absolutely. Well, we'll be looking out for you, and we're excited to uh, have the 2023 season underway very soon. Thank you, Travis. Ready to kick it off. That is it for today. Check out our newsletter from this morning. Eric and David did a full NFL takeover to get you ready for the season, and we'll be keeping you up to date on all the biggest stories as the sports calendar hits one of the busiest times of the year. So hit that subscribe button, tell your friends about the show so you'll have someone to talk with about all these stories. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.